Be advised that the content of this podcast is for mature audiences due to subject matter. You are listening to Romantic Truth with Josen, your host in Las Vegas. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. All right, um, Melvin out of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Ooh, you wrote an interesting email. I'm 31, she's 35. We've been together now for almost two and a half weeks. We got on the subject of sex last night and she asked me, how did I feel about having sex with a woman on her period? The reason why she wanted to stress that is because most guys don't like that and she wanted to know up front because she gets extremely horny during her menstrual cycle when she's bleeding the heaviest and she's only looking for a man that could stomach that. I'm still on the fence about it. I've only been with two women in my life and she's not one of the two and I'm still new at this, a novice, so I'm trying to figure out whether or not this is something that I should probably engage in or not. Melvin, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Melvin. 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 First question you need to ask her. Do you want somebody to drink the Bloody Mary or not? I don't drink Bloody Marys. So you might want to establish that first. No oral sex while she's on her cycle down there. Unless she cleanses herself. But you want the natural process to do that for her. So no oral sex during that time of the month. Now there's some guys who will do that. They like that. I know some of you ladies are going, and some of you dudes are going, hell no. But there's some guys out there that specialize in that kind of work. Not me. Hell no. I know when I'm out of my league. Now, the other thing, too. Some of you ladies. Some of you have an erogenous zone. When it comes down, I mean, where it's intensified. When it comes down to your menstrual cycle. That's when some of you really get horny during those heavy days. Not a problem. There are some women who love sex during that time. Now, one thing that you may see on a common basis, fellas, some women who want to engage in exotic relationships so take, for instance, people they normally wouldn't sleep with during a normal cycle when they're not on their period may choose to sleep with a person while they're on their period with a less likelihood of getting pregnant. Now, who would those people be? It may be an interracial relationship. It may be someone that's forbidden for them to sleep with, like uh, maybe a ex-boyfriend the family didn't like. It could be a lot of lot of things that's going on. What the women want to do is to lessen their chances of getting pregnant and heighten their chances of being fulfilled. And some of them will do this for that particular purpose as an added measure to protect themselves. 
but they want to still have the sensation of being with that person. And a lot of women will do it because they could probably go raw with it, with the guy. It depends. Now, you remember I talk about comfort, Melvin. You have to be comfortable with this. And I think what she's doing is telling you up front to let you know that, hey, if you're going to be with me, you're going to have to be comfortable with this. And this is something that's not going to change with her, by the way. This right here is a permanent deal for her. So you're not going to get around it. You're going to have to go through it. That's the way it is for her. This is not something that's negotiable. I'm sure she's probably conveyed that to you. But here's the other thing that you have to look at. Being that it's a non-negotiable for you, for her, it gives you the option now to look at some of your non-negotiables. Now, I'm not saying a tit for tat or nothing like that. Just like she's trying to make sure it's okay with you for this, you may want to look at what your deal breaker is to make sure it's okay for you for whatever that is. It's only fair. It's only fair. Now, I will tell you, I've had some women that have wanted to engage during that time of the month. A lot of women are embarrassed by this and don't want to do it. There are others that normalize it because some of them do get horny during that period of time. Now, not all women. There are some women that cramp up and have it's a painful experience and they hate it. They can't wait till it leaves. And there are others that celebrate it. I tell you one thing that kind of turned me off from it. And I'm trying not try my best not to make you guys sick. I was on a date with a lady one night. Met her through one of these social mixers that I used to go to, which were plentiful. And expensive, I might add. And she seemed to be pretty nice. She was a paralegal. Very beautiful woman. And we started dating for about maybe two months. Sex was off the table. Nobody mentioned anything about sex. Now, one conversation we had I thought was pretty interesting. She tells me, you know, what we should do is talk about our desires. Out of the clear blue, because I didn't push her up on anything when it came to sex. And we both met halfway on the desires. We never got into talking about cycles or anything like that. Well, eventually we became intimate. And let me tell you how that went. She was on a period. This woman 
pulled down her underwear, pulled out the pad, threw it away. Then she had this string that, of course, the guys know, threw a tap on it. She pulled it out. And when she put it up in the air and opened her mouth, I was done. I was done. I didn't kiss her that night. Yes, we had sex. And I know to this very day she wondered why. I couldn't go there. I could not think about going there. And I was trying my best not to think of what I saw. But that was something that was common for her. And I just... To this day, when I think about that shit, I still cringe. And that's the downside of dating a lot of people. Because you're going to be exposed to a lot of folks, a lot of idiosyncrasies, a lot of dysfunctions, a lot of weird things. But she was, honest to God, the only woman that I've ever dated that did that. At least that I knew of doing that. And I know she wondered why the hell I didn't kiss her the whole night. And I, I was like, uh-uh. And she went, uh-uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Ah, I'll never forget that. That shit was gross. But... That's something she chose to do. Now, what I'll tell you, Melvin, is this. Tell her, if you're uncomfortable with whatever, tell her that up front. Make sure you restate your your uh, deal breaker just like she did hers. And then you guys should just go for it. But don't forget what you signed up for now. That's key. Because sometimes we do that. Sometimes we do that. Okay. Heike. H-E-I-K-E. I guess it could be a Dutch name or a German name. And she is out of Butte, Montana. She writes the following. Well, I'm stuck with a serious problem between my family and I. My boyfriend is 68 years old, and I'm 25. Please don't come at me with any kind of shade. I love him. It's not about me trying to take his money. I have a little girl from a previous marriage. Would marriage only lasted 18 months. I don't want to go there and talk about that. My family literally ousted me because I love this man. He doesn't have much. He's on a fixed income, but he is the best man I've ever met in my life. The first time I feel love and enjoyment. Is there any way I could get my family to come around and at least like him? They have no idea the wonderful caliber of man he is. Ica, Butte, Montana. Ica, 
You can't change the hearts and minds of people. They're going to be that way regardless. There's nothing you're going to be able to do to change that or to correct it. They're that way by choice. So you got to move on and quit looking back at them. You don't have that much time with this. This man is 60-something years old, 68. You don't have much time with him left. You really don't, dear. You don't even have 20 years with him statistically. I hate to say it that way. The most you have are in the teens with him as far as years. So you better enjoy it as much as you can. I don't mean to sound negative, but I'm just being truthful. So what this comes down to, my dear, is this. Um, You now have to figure out how you're going to go forward without your family for at least a period of time. But now here's the other thing you need to remember, too. This shows you to the extent your family will go when it comes to saying, okay, hands off, she's on her own. Let that be a lesson for you there as well. You know now that they have limitations on how far they'll go with you on things. So don't get it twisted in the future. Now you know. You can only go from point A to point B. Anywhere else? Uh Uh-uh. So, you know, I wouldn't feel so hurt about it if I were you. I know that you would like to have your family participate, like maybe things such as his birthday, those kind of things. I'm sure that's probably what you're going for, and I could be mistaken. If so, write me and let me know. But I have a feeling that that's where it is. You want the camaraderie. But see, they're they're not approving you with him because of, one, the age gap, as we know. Two, they're looking at you as probably getting stuck with another child by this man. And he's not going to be around to support you. That's another factor they're probably looking at. Third factor is they're looking out for the standpoint that He's probably got kids older than you are, and he's going to hurt you as far as he passes away, everything goes to his kid, and you and your children get, you and your child that you have with them, if you do, will have nothing. So they're looking at the risk factors associated with you being associated with him. I get it. I understand it. I think, though, that what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to grow up and realize that, hey, um, I'm going to have to deal with the reality of what I'm dealing with. And my family doesn't agree with it. Oh, well. Yeah, you're going to have to leave them behind. I hate to say it. And then maybe they'll catch up in another relationship. But you know that age is a factor that will now alienate you from your family. Some people don't know these things about their family until they actually get involved in relationships like that. You date a black person, all of a sudden you're alienated because of that, and you're like, damn, I didn't know my family thought that way or felt that way. 
That's what happens sometimes. You don't know unless you try. More in a moment. When grandma gets laid by by a much younger man years after divorce. Gloria writes the following, January 15th, 2023. I started listening to your podcast, and I will say one thing for sure. You have some interesting people that go through some interesting things. Well, I thought I'd never be one of those interesting people until yesterday. Let me tell you what happened. My mother and I talk to each other on a regular basis. She calls me up. We have a chit-chat. And I come over to see her every once in a while. And then after work, I'll sometimes drop over because I have a key. So I just go and help myself in and everything is fine. Yesterday, no different. The only difference was after I got into the living room, there my mom was naked on her knees doing the Gluck Gluck 5000 with that guy at least 25 years old. I never imagined my mother ever having sex. I turned away and walked out. I sat on the stoop and I cried like a child. I'm 35 years old. Why the hell am I crying like a baby? Because I saw my mother have sex with another man. A boy, younger than I am. I guess that's what upsets me the most. I started to turn around and go back in there and tell her to get up off her knees and send that boy home. But the pain was too deep. I guess I'm just shocked. I've never seen my mother in that kind of compromising position before. And I waited outside on the steps until he came out and I confronted him. He told me to get over it. Somebody younger than me telling me to get over him fucking my mother. So as you can see, my feathers are pretty ruffled. And by the way, it's not that warm here in Chicago, especially off of State Street. I'm just hurt. I talked to my mother about this and she told me to get over it. She's always told me I should call first and knock before 
just coming into the house. My sister laughed about the whole ordeal, thought it was funny, cheered mom on, and told me I need to quit being the police force of the family. Am I wrong for feeling the way I do? I can't believe it. My mother's 65 and has a man that's 25 at least. And I'm 35 and can't get one man to save my life. Gloria, Chicago, Illinois. Gloria, I read this email at least three times yesterday. Well, I actually wanted to podcast it. Let me tell you something. Um... You didn't want to grow up. It's not that your mom has coddled you. You just didn't want to grow up. You didn't want to face the reality. So if you're the oldest child, I can imagine your sister who's telling you to get over it is younger than you and she already sees through what you don't what you don't want to see through. You see through it all right. You already know. You're like that kid that's still trying to play like there's Santa Claus when you damn near 10 or 12 years old. You haven't gotten to that point yet where you're saying, okay, mom, dad, just go give me this instead of, you know, bullshitting me with the Santa Claus. You're still in that mindset with your mom. Your mom is getting her groove on and she gluck gluck in 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. Whatever she chooses to do, she's doing it. You're envious because mom is getting more and better dick than you are. Let's face it. And younger dick. Gloria, you probably need to go somewhere and get laid. Seriously. Look, I'm going to write a prescription out for you to get some dick. Because that's what you need. Plain and simple. Because you've been kidding yourself all this time, living vicariously through the relationship with your mom. And your mom has been kind of placating you for a while. But mom's probably been with this dude for a while before she even... And i tell you something else, too. You're pissed off because mom didn't tell you about this guy. You had to find out about it. You had to show up and see him. But there was a reason for that. She wanted you out of her business. She wanted some privacy. So now you have to understand that your relationship's at a different level now. Your mom's 65. She's she's not your coach anymore. She retired. She's your friend now. That's who she is. She's the person that you check on now. You still get pearls of wisdom from her. But she has put everything she had into you at every point up to where she is now. So, 
at this point, where she is now is where she wants you to understand that, hey, I'm also a woman. I'm not just your mother. I have my needs. Look, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not mad at your mom. Your mom got some young dick. I'm trying to get some young pussy. So I can't blame her. So a 25-year-old woman came into my life? Yeah. Well, I do know the 26-year-old, but... mm -mm. But, because she looking at family, baby, and and we ain't doing that. But what I'm saying is, yes. Mama got the right thing going on. So I'm not mad at Mama. Mama's doing the right thing. Because... I'm making the assumption. I don't know. But it just seems to be mom's already in her natural state. So it's not like you're complaining about mom dressing too provocatively or acting too. If mom can catch with gray hair, if mom can catch with gray pubic hair and sagging boobs, shit. Let me tell you something. You sure changing yourself. We're focusing on her life. Focus on your own. Grow up. Your sister has already, and she's younger than you are. Now, quit being so damn envious. Sometimes you got to grow up as a kid in order to get things right. Because if you don't, you're going to be left behind. I know you're 35 years old. Where did you, what did you do with your 20s? You probably fucked them off trying to police her. Those were the prime years of your life where you were most marketable to men in your 20s. Now you're in your 30s and you're almost at that age of the scramble, trying to scramble and get a guy in order to at least have a family and possibly have children before you're no longer desired. something for you to think about there. Okay. Let's see what else we have here. We have, what's this? Linda from Oak Grove, California. There's one thing that I would like to ask you. Do you hate women? It sounds like you really do because most of the stuff always has to do with women being at the end of your jokes or at the end of your comments I would love to sit down and have a debate with you maybe we could sit down and talk about a few things other than relationships because you seem to have some sort of broad knowledge if you want to here's my number I'd be more than glad to challenge you and talk to you about anything and by the way yes I'll come on your show if you want me to Linda, Oak Grove, California. Now, here's the thing, folks. I talked to this lady. I called her up. And the only thing she wanted to do was to come on the show to promote her hair care products and her lotions and all this. Now, you would think that this woman would be African-American. She wasn't. Because, you know, when you start talking about hair care products... You always look at black folks because we're so big on hair. 
But here's the interesting thing about it. She's created a lot of stuff. Organic creams and that kind of thing. And I told her, I said, I wouldn't mind helping you promote it. I said, but here's the thing. I think that you will need to come up with a marketing strategy that's a little bit more um, robust than just trying to get on a podcast to do it. And boy, 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 I must have touched a nerve there. And what I could tell just from talking with her, she really hates men. So I said, okay, why don't we do this? Why don't we just do a quick 15-minute segment and then I'll put it on the show. I'll let you promote your business, et cetera, et cetera. As it may good, just so that she gets started. She couldn't do it. She, she could not hold herself to do it. You men, you're trying to control my product. You're trying to control this. You're, lady, I just gave you an opportunity. You chauvinistic bastard. She went all off on me. And so I said, well, should I play it? At first, I was going to play it. I was going to actually have it as part of this particular show. But I changed my mind when I realized, wait a minute, she made a point to push her product after tearing me down and tearing men down like we ain't shit. And what really got me was when she said my listening audience were a bunch of idiots. And I said, you know what? They don't deserve that disrespect. Because, first of all, you barely listen to the show, lady. And secondly, how are you going to talk about them and you don't know them, never met them, never even... Mm. So... I flatly refuse to allow her to have the light of day on this show. So, Linda, you're wondering why your segment's not being played? Damn it, that's why. You fucked that up. All right. Now, uh, I guess I can read more and more. And this is from Brianna. And Brianna is out of Mesa, Mesa. Mesa, California. Mesa, Arizona. And it reads the following. Hey, guy, I really love your show, and I got something I need to ask you that maybe you can answer. Please be honest with me, because it's very important. My girlfriends are betting that you're not going to agree with me. Would you say that sarcasm is overused in relationships by women. I hope you please say yes, LOL, because they really don't believe so. Would love to hear your opinion on the subject. My dear, Brianna, out of Mesa, Arizona, you are absolutely right. You couldn't have put it in a better context. Most of the men that write into this show hate sarcasm. 
because it's overused. It's like a worn out joke that every comedian tells when they go on stage. It's like the lines we tell you ladies that you get sick of hearing. You know the ones like, I know you're tired because you've been running around my mind all day long. It's old. I'm not a fan of sarcasm. And I think women use it too soon in relationships when they're first starting out with a guy and don't know him that well, but yet will go out and start cracking these jokes, assuming that he's going to get them and laugh with her. Big mistake. Don't do it, ladies. Just let it go. Let it go. Another thing, too, and I tell you what, we'll talk about sarcasm on the next episode. I mean, the next, not episode, next uh, segment. Damn, I'm tripping. The next segment. Now, some people ask, why do I do what I do? Well, there are many reasons. One is fulfilling for me. The other is that why not share some of the things you've learned and experienced to help others? Because, see, what happens sometimes in our civilization, we make the same redundant mistakes over and over again, century after century after century, generation after generation. Now, here's the other thing, too, that we have to look at. A lot of us, when we get into relationships sometimes, we don't really look at how we impact others' lives. You see, one thing that comes to mind that a person looks for in a relationship, if they're genuinely looking for a relationship, I'm not talking about the games, I'm not talking about the BS, I'm not talking about the drama. They're looking for a stress reliever. They're looking to have a less stressful experience with the person they're with. Life, job, all of those things include a higher level of stress. Your relationship stress level should be lower than anything else you are contending with. The reason being, you could be by yourself and have less stress if it's going to come down to you being in a stressful relationship. What we do sometimes, we take on people because we like the way they look, we like what they do, it could be anything. And we put that as a priority over our own mental health and emotional health. When you start valuing people more than you do yourself, you got a big-ass problem. You really have an issue. And that issue is you don't think much of yourself, so therefore it gives people the incentive to think less of you. You don't want to be that person, trust me. Because... I see that individual a lot. When I would be out on the dating scene, I would see that person a lot. 
And this would be the individual that felt as though they weren't deserving of anything or weren't worthy of anything. Now, there's another thing that we need to talk about too. And by the way, folks, I'm going to post the uh, sarcasm article on uh, facebook.com backslash romantic truth. And those of you in the private romantic truth group can also see it as well. It has some good identifiers as the reason why men especially are not such a fan of sarcasm. It's overused to many men use it. I mean, women use it. It's just like the equivalent of lines that men use on you ladies. You get sick of hearing that crap. You look at them and you start rolling your eyes. Oh, I heard that line before. Oh, you must be tired because you've been running around my mind all night or some stupid shit like that. It's insulting. You know what it is. Well, sarcasm is in that same vein as well, to a large degree. Now, the other thing that we have to look at here is that some couples, they get along with it because they may have a sarcastic partner. And they like throwing barbs at each other. Okay, that's cool. Or there may be a situation where they both have that sense of humor. But it has to be mutual. If one receives it differently than you expected them to, we're doing it. What are you going to try to do? Keep doing it until you try to get it right? could lose out very quickly. So you want to make sure that when you're dealing with a situation where you could go and get with someone that is purely you that's actually represented. Not some fake facade, whatever. Now, I got a question from Gianna. And Gianna, I thank you for writing me, my dear. And she is out of Montreal, Canada, Montreal. I just wanted to know one thing. Is it true that some men only like taller women? I'm 5'9", and I get inundated by men all the time asking me out or asking me for a date. My girlfriends who are much shorter, 5'3", five 5'5", five five and so, they found it very difficult to find a date. Do you think it's probably the region in which I'm in? I would really like to know. Started listening to your show a month ago. Okay, my dear, I will tell you this. This has to do more with probably your environment and the preference of the men in those environments. I personally like taller women. I like taller women because you can maneuver their legs a lot easier. I like taller women because we can get in more positions. I like taller women because I just think they're sexy. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be politically correct and tell you, oh, I like all women. I'm not going to lie to you like that. I'm talking about when it comes down to 
height, build, that kind of thing. Everyone has their preferences. Mine are a little bit more lenient and liberal. See, I don't mind a tall woman with a few extra pounds. What I don't want is a woman who's so skinny that I can see her ribcage. I've dated those type of women before. And for me, it didn't do anything for me. But I'm different. Just like the next guy you'll meet will be different. Your husband, different from me. Your boyfriend, different from me, ladies. When it comes down to preference and taste. That's what happens. But see, as men, as I told you before, we go for the physical aspect of the woman that is most appealing to us. Because the way we look at it, at least I'm going to get this out of the deal if I don't get a woman that's emotionally stable or somebody that's balanced. At least I can get what I want physically out of the deal. And the reason why we do this is because of the fact that one thing that you don't want to do as a man Because it's happened to me. Well, I was accustomed to being with a woman that had large breasts and a nice butt. And I was making love to this woman one time and I went to reach for her titties and felt nothing but air. I was like, oh, shit. That's right. It happens. It happens. So I tell you fellas, physically get the woman you want first. When it comes down to enjoying the character and now let me let me express one thing before you ladies get riled up here. All of you, no matter how you build, what you look like, whether you're skinny, tall, fat, short, doesn't matter. There is a man out there for you in your particular interest. Please understand that. I'm not talking about a beauty standard that was made by some old guy smoking a cigar on damn Madison Avenue back in the 1950s because his wife didn't look like the woman that he really imagined as a beauty. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody that's really got it together. That's what I'm saying. So, With that said, I want you to think about a couple of things. Every one of you females, every one of you ladies are marketable. But understand one thing. Your marketability is only with certain types of men. As some of you have been sold the lie that because you're a female and you have a womb, that every man is going to be into you. That's not the case. As men, we already know this about you ladies. That's the reason why we understand when we get rejected, we understand that because you have more choices. But what I'm telling you is that these men that exercise their choices, just because you like a guy, of course, doesn't mean that he has to like you back. There was a lady that wrote me and sent a photo Five five, and she weighed ex- in excess of 280 pounds. And what she wanted was a muscular Adonis type looking man. And she was frustrated that she couldn't find a guy that wanted her. 
So what she chose to do was to start buying these men things in order to get them to sleep with her. But where she wound up empty was these guys would go take these nice gifts that they would give that she would give them. They would give her some dick and then never contact her again. And she wanted to know how could she genuinely attract a guy that had that physical appearance. And I told her, I said, well, one thing, you're going out on conventional dating sites to find that. You would have to go to a site where a guy like that would be interested in a woman like you. So you would probably go to a BBW site and run a profile there where the guy who has that particular interest in that body type would definitely give you a look. And I told her, you need to lower your standards. I understand what you want, your preferences. I understand what you want, but your reality of what you can get and what you can attract are totally different. Ladies, I'm just going to tell you, many of you already know this, and I don't have to tell you I'm beating a dead horse. But some of you think that your vagina is going to be the magic thing to change that man's life and perspective on you. It's not. It's not. It's just like the guy who miscalculates and thinks that his penis is going to magically make her fall in love with him or magically make her do something. As if she never had dick before. Now, something else. Fellas, this is something that you need to adhere to. And this is kind of tough. There are some women out there who will deliberately criticize you in regards to your bedroom activities, your penis size, and those kind of things. And the reason why they do that, and I'm talking about women who have slept with you, And the reason why they do this more often than not is that they're comparing you to someone else. They may have their mind on someone else and you just may be an STD, something to do. And so what she wants to do is to dash your hopes of ever pursuing her when she leaves you. And you see this with a lot of one-time onlys with uh, women who are sleeping with the three o'clock guy. And they're getting ready to maybe move out of town or something like that, something drastic. And they decide to give him a little pussy to see what it's like, see what he's got to offer. And they'll cut him down. So what I'm telling you is don't take it personally. That's a defense mechanism for the most part. Please don't take that personally because some of you do And some of you just lose your shit over it. It's not worth it. It's just one woman. She only has one vagina. She only has one perspective, just like anybody else on this planet. And you're giving her that much power over your life. Just like some of you ladies do with men. And I I never understood that shit. Some of y'all would 
be with men that would abuse you, disrespect you, and do all kind of deplorable shit to you, and you are still walking back for more punishment. And you'll have a good man there on the side, a friend. You won't give him the time, oh, I'm not into him. No, he knows me too well. Or I know him too well. Or he's not my type. But yet you're still going back, getting your ass kicked emotionally every time by the same guy that doesn't give a shit about you. And by the time you're ready to look for somebody that's going to listen and respect, listen to you and respect you, y'all fucked up and the guys are saying no thanks. Bumble is one example that I had plenty of experiences with. Almost every woman I met on Bumble were fucked up emotionally. Same thing with Clover. Clover, they were more trying to be independent. And on Bumble, it was a situation where they were more or less becoming very defensive. Like they wanted to even fight on the damn app when you'd say hello. And they were the ones that contacted you. No reflection on Bumble or Clover. These dating sites, no matter which dating site they, that is, is based on the people that actually subscribe. That's what sets the way, the vibe of that site. Nothing else does. So if you got a lot of horny people, horny people go to Tinder. Did Tinder start out that way? No. But that's the way it turned into. A lot of these dating apps started out where they were just going to say, hey, I'm providing a service. Like they should. And I'm glad many of them do. But we have to look at what happens when you get a certain sentiment or mindset. We can go back as far as Roman history. Trajan. Roman emperor. He'd come back from a war and he escalated all of the events over there at the Colosseum. All of those people, they estimated that throughout the lifetime of the Colosseum, 700,000 people died there in the arena. Men, women, children, and animals. So what we have to look at, folks, is this. At some point, what you have to do is to really look at what you're looking for and know what you're looking for and know what you're about first. Because you will start adapting and taking on situations that are really way out of your league and over your head. That's how you get caught up in that loop of trying to always have that dramatic moment of trying to get that person to see things your way and trying to get them to be in your life and trying to... It's not worth it. They don't want to be there. You know, I always... The way I do a relationship, I always leave a door open. Constantly. Where they can walk out at any time. I don't try to keep them. The way I look at it is a person that I get along with and they get along with me, 
they may close the door and say, hey, it's cold outside. The last thing I'm going to do is try to trap someone or corner them into a relationship where I'm so desperate that I need them that badly. Life's too short for that shit. That happiness within you is half of the fulfillment. That other person just compliments what you've already started for yourself. This is the reason why we had so many crazy and goofy dates. Girlfriend wanted to go to a haunted mansion. We did it. And this girlfriend that drove around in a hearse on a regular basis. And we ate, a, we ate lunch at a, in a damn cemetery. We did it. Fun. Those moments you will enjoy. But see, a lot of times we're sold by all this romance and everything. And Monica and I went through many exotic places. Had a wonderful time. But one thing that we did, we worked on the foundation of our relationship before we took it on the road. And this is what you have to do. Because sometimes some people will go and start excursions in order to kind of uh, mask some of the work that needs to be done in the relationship as far as getting to know each other. I had a friend of mine and he was married for 10 years. Went to his wedding. It was kind of over the top. He had these guys that had these, uh, he couldn't get the, I guess the trumpets, you know, the old fashioned trumpets with the flag hanging down when they went down the aisle. So they had a whole bunch of guys with these damn trombones. It looked kind of weird. I thought one of them was going to hit her. When she came in. But it was a pretty decent wedding. It was nice. Because I don't critique my friends on their wedding. Because I got to be a diplomat for the cheesecake. But anyway, the wedding went off well. But it was only one problem. Throughout their whole relationship, including their marriage... They never really sat down with each other. They never really had downtime with each other. They were always on excursions and always exhausted after them. So they never had any time to really get to know each other outside of the buddy and friendship type of situation. And when they would have sex, he would tell me sometimes, he said, man, it was like awkward the other night. He's like, I was with her and it didn't feel right felt like I was screwing my friend. Well, see, the problem was he never got a chance to know her emotionally. And she never went there with him. There was a big gap in their marriage. But they managed to tough it out for 10 years. And around the seventh year, they separated. But yet, when each of them had a family reunion, they would attend. When each of them had a birthday party, they would attend. 
But the problem was it was never a foundation of time together alone. That's the reason why I tell you folks, in the beginning of your relationships, you want some quiet time. Before the concerts, before the excursions, before the long trips, coffee shop, pizza parlor, bookstore, anywhere like that, ice cream parlor, gelato parlor, something that's inexpensive, something that doesn't take too much effort, doesn't cost too much money, so nobody feels guilty. Guy doesn't feel guilty, he spent and wasted his money if things don't work out. She doesn't feel guilty like she owes him something. Second date, it's up to you. You can make it something that's a little bit more intimate, like you could try dinner. You guys could try taking a class together where the two of you are in close proximity. And true enough, you'll have to focus on the instructors, but it could be a cooking class. It could be a situation where you guys are going to decide to have a cooking date at home or at one of your residences. You could try that. I got bold and took a lady to a swim class, as I told you, because she didn't know how to swim. It bonded us together. When we went to concerts, we already knew when we went in, we needed to say everything to each other before we got in there because it's going to be loud as hell and yelling was not even in the cards. We sit there, have a good time, and we go home. Because, see, here's the thing. If you take somebody out on the first date to a concert, it's going to be very hard for you to communicate. You're going to have the band or distraction, or if you take them to a nightclub, you're going to have the same thing. Band, distraction, music, loud noise, crowd noise. You got to deal with all of that. You want to at least try to get to know the person you're going out with first. So that as you start to uh, develop your relationship, you can have those moments. Because there's going to be plenty of times where you guys are going to go to your own endeavors. Like she may go and, you know, who knows, may want to go to an art class one night. And you may go bowling or something like that as well. So you can have private lives and still have the same relationship flowing and growing. Nothing's wrong with that. But see, here's the thing to keep in mind, ladies. Let me tell you something. A lot of the guys that are really insensitive and really insecure, they're going to be the first people to repress that because they don't want you doing that. They don't want you doing anything out of their purview. They have an issue with it. That's the insecurity that you would have to manage and deal with if you were to deal with that person. And you can't manage it because it's not your insecurity. You'd have to manage your reaction to it. That's going to get old, just to let you know. Now, there's an F-22 rafter that's flying over our heads right now. So, if you hear the rumbling noise in the background, that's what it is. We're going to talk more in just a moment.
Sexual arousal is a process by which a person becomes sexually aroused. Sexual arousal can be caused by a variety of things, including thoughts, images, feelings, or sensations. There are many different ways that women get sexually aroused. Some women get aroused by thinking about sex, others by feeling sexy, and others by feeling romantic love. Some women get aroused by touching themselves, others by being touched, and others by seeing someone else get aroused. There is no one way that all women get sexually aroused. What is important is that women feel comfortable exploring their own sexuality and learning what gets them aroused. This is a process that should be started as early as possible in a woman's life, so that she can learn about her own body and how it works. There are many ways to get help with exploring your own sexuality. There are many resources available, including books, websites, and counseling. It is important to find a resource that is comfortable for you and that you can trust. Why don't white women date black men? There is no one answer to this question as there are many factors that contribute to why white women may not date black men. Some of the reasons may include the belief that black men are not manly or strong enough, the perception that black men are criminals or thugs, or the fear that black men are not culturally compatible with white women. Additionally, some white women may feel that black men are not educated or successful enough, which can also be a deterrent to dating them. All right, Catherine writes the following from Poway, California. I am so glad someone finally gets it. Someone finally gets it. And it would have to be a man. I really don't care at this point. I'm just glad that I'm not the only person at thinking that I'm crazy. Here's why I say this in particular. I started listening to your show a few months ago on Apple. And I've been hooked ever since and been telling my friends about you. You get it. I'm 67 years old. I'm a hot and sensual 67. My son and my daughter think I need to be in a nursing home. They want to sell the house. I'm seeing younger men. And they have a fit about it. I am so glad that you talk about older women still having the desires to be a woman besides being a grandmother, mother, and every other role you can put around their neck. I thought that I was the only person that felt this way. I really did. I never knew other people also thought this way, and especially a man. When it started addressing issues like I'm dealing with. I used to fall into the routine of them dropping off the kids on the weekends and them going out to exotic locations and coming back with a whole bunch of photos telling me about how great their trip was. Then it got to the point that I started doing the homework with the kids and started to form a bond that was stronger than the bond that they had with them. And then the jealousy started coming in, the accusations. My daughter even told me that I was trying to take my grandkids away from her. I knew then it was time to cut the apron strings completely. I love my grandkids, but now I have it with, I only see them twice a month. Two weekends a month, under my terms as far as babysitting, 
I had to wind up doing this. Prior to this, they were coming over at any time, and I could never have any privacy or any time to myself. Now that this has happened, I have a younger boyfriend. He and I get along. He's in his 30s. And yes, we're doing mighty well together. My son and daughter don't like him. I could care less. And they're worried to death that I'm going to leave everything to him. I just might do that just out of spite. Haven't decided yet. But I love your show. I tell all my girlfriends to listen. And there are even people listening to you in Hesperia and Hemet as well. Keep doing what you're doing, sir. Because you address something that I thought was left by the wayside for so many years. Well, my dear, I just wanted to acknowledge something. Because, see, I experienced it even when I was a younger man dating older women in their 40s. Some of the daughters would just, you know, drop the kids off and be gone for a damn week or two weeks. And of course, here's the problem. When the grandchild builds a bond with the grandmother stronger than the one that the parent has, parents get jealous because even though they haven't spent any time with them, they think that just because they're the parent, that kid should be loyal to them. Fuck that, the kid's going for whoever spent the most time with them. And this is what they don't realize. And I'm going to tell you something, folks and fellas. Some of you guys out there that are trying to get these mothers back with their children, they drive them off to their grandmothers, I mean to their mothers or grandmothers. Let me tell you something about that situation. The reason why that happened is because she knows damn well she's not up to par to be a good mom. She's passing that responsibility on to her mother or grandmother. I've seen it done too many times, fellas. That's the reason why a lot of them don't spend time with those children. Because they know they're not good enough to actually sustain that role. And let me tell you something else. They'll swear they're a good mom when they buy the kids shit. They'll swear they're a good mom when they visit the kids in between the men that they're sleeping with. But see, here's the sad thing. The grandparents build a bond with their children, but they can't get custody. Now, mama wants that custody because mama wants that check. Because she's out there chasing that man. I'm thankful this is not an everyday occurrence. But I have seen this before. And it ain't pretty. These are the women who usually say that they don't have other female friends. The reason why is because they fucked up with those female friends by the way they behave. Those female friends that are responsible, they're not going to put their kids on their parents. No, that's my responsibility. Those kids are my responsibility. Mama has raised her kids. Now, you grandkids can go over and visit grandmother if she wants you to or if she's ready for you. But not a situation where you can just drop them off of there just like you're just doing it nonchalantly. 
and I was with the lady. Her daughter was so bold. We were getting ready to go out to dinner one night. Daughter just comes over at the last minute. Mom, I'm going to a concert tonight. I need for you to babysit. And she's like, honey, uh, we're going out to dinner. She said, which is more important, your grandkids or him? And she asked just like that. And I told her, I just motioned to her, don't answer that question. I said, don't answer it. So we sat at home that night, and we babysit, and I had a long talk with her. And she started to realize, she started to say, you know, I never thought a younger man would even look at this. And I said, it's interfering with us. You love your grandkids, but she is using that as leverage against you. And what happens? She goes to a concert, gets drunk, sleeps with the guy. And yes, she wound up with another baby later on, several months later, from that concert. Our fourth child, our fourth different father. Don't judge me, the dollar mother. And her mom finally told her, she said, well, if it's you or those grandkids, and they finally just said, fuck it, you and the grandkids can go. And of course, I was blamed for the split up there. Mm-mm. She realized she couldn't use her grand- her mother anymore. And once that happened, she made it. She found another man to take care of her, put her in the house, get her cars. Then she started telling her mother, well, I don't need you to babysit. And started to hold the kids hostage as far as to say, oh, they're not coming over to your place. And eventually she had to batten down and say, hey, you know what? I love those grandkids because they came from you, but you're not going to use them as a weapon. They didn't get the message until she started sending them over there for birthdays and holidays to get gifts from grandmother. And this happens over and over and over again. And when it did, she finally said, you know what, kids? You can enjoy your toys and everything. The toys stay here. And they were like, okay, Grandma, that's cool. Little psychology. But it meant that the kids would want to come back 
more frequently to play with the toys without sadly her sending the kids over to the mother's house with the toys and never seeing the kids again for God knows how long and it's worked and it actually kept the kids in touch with the grandmother now by this time she and I had broken up because there was way too much drama going on between she and her daughter a lot of things that mm, were just unmentionable well what happens folks is this sometimes you will have kids that feel entitled and therefore you're at their disposal as they see it especially the mother you're going to have to explain to them and establish early that hey after you've done your work you could be their coach you're done being their nurturer you could be their coach But I'd be damned if you're going to go and just do this for free. Now, there was one lady that wrote in. She said the way she solved that problem was she started charging her family members for daycare costs. And that did it. It stopped all that shit. Because as long as it was free... Of course, person was going to be exploited. But here's another problem. What happens when the person gets too overwhelmed and too over-obligated with being the care provider or being the babysitter? Fellas, you already know the answer to that. We don't stay. WDS. Because after a while you get tired of dates, babysitting kids. You get tired of watching uh, what the hell, the Nemo and all the rest of it. You get tired. i put it to you this way. The reason why I didn't have children was because of the reason I don't like them in my life as far as being my own. Other people's children, I don't have a problem because I can see them from a distance. Hey, how you doing? Goodbye. Never want to see you again. I'm fine. I guess what it is, I see so many liabilities. That's the reason why I tell you guys, you young guys, you mess around with these women who have children, be very careful. You can be accused of anything. I was watching a show the other night. Relationship wasn't working out. The girl got caught cheating. The guy was going to leave her. She had three kids with three other guys. She calls her social worker to contact CPS. Said that with the girl, he had been sexually fondling her. With the two boys, he had supposedly beat them up. She had coached the kids to lie 
This man comes from work. Now he's not even supposed to be living with her. And that was a whole other thing that she had manufactured, saying that he had forced him away into her place through domestic violence, and she was afraid of him. So she allowed him to come in. They had all kind of policemen when this man came home from work. Handcuffing him, taking him downtown, asking the kids, and the kids were coached as to what she told them to say. And the man had worked overtime, had his check. That was a pretty good check, extra $200 that week that he was going to spend on his family. Really wasn't his family. He didn't have any children with the woman. Well, what started to happen, the social worker started becoming a little suspicious. And to her credit, she started to realize that things were not quite as they seemed. And once she investigated a little bit more, the kids started telling the truth. Because they liked the guy. Then eventually, all her claims were gradually pulled away. Now, being that they weren't married, and she had to give up the place she was in, and she damn near came close to losing those kids to the system. Each of the baby's fathers, all three of them, actually got custody of their kids. Yeah, she was in bad shape after it was over with that. She barely escaped being accused, being for falsely accusing this man, but she ruined his reputation. He was in bad shape after it was over with. But what I'm telling you folks and fellas, you've got to be careful. When it comes down to dating a woman with children, especially young children, Teenage children is a problem in itself, but young children is a bigger problem. Because even though they're impressionable, if that mother ever decides to weaponize those kids against you, you're fucked. And ladies, I hate to tell you this, but those of you who are single moms doing the right thing, Those are the women that actually make you pay the price for that. Those are the women that do it. Because the thing is, if a guy finds you attractive and he's with you, when you weaponize your children, or even your pets. You could weaponize anything in a relationship. You could even weaponize your parents against someone else. The only thing you have to do is manipulate them and then have them on your side. That's enough. And sadly, some people do this out of power, out of control, out of contempt. The only thing I tell you good people is this. 
if you ever wind up in a situation where a person is weaponizing their children or anything else, family members included, against you, don't fight that battle. Leave. Strategically, they have already laid this out well before you got there. You walked into an ambush. Go ahead. Try fighting through it. See how far it gets you. If that person showed you who they were one time, I'd be damned if they're not going to show you who they are again. Now, for some reason, the security team has jumped into the bed with me in order to give me extra protection. And I'm going to kick their asses out right about now. So, folks, in conclusion, what I would tell you is this, because we covered various things on this particular episode, a lot of things. First thing I want you to understand is that then there's no question that's too dumb to ask on this show. The gentleman proved it just by what he asked about with the woman's cycle. The other thing, aging. It's a natural process. Don't be ashamed of it. Let it happen. And please understand, when it does happen, you're not the only person it's happening to. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Somebody will still want you, no matter how old you get or how old you are. Also, ladies, don't forget you're still a woman. You still have needs. Just because you're a mother or grandmother doesn't mean that they need to put your ass in a museum. Just tell me. And lastly, you guys... Be mindful of the fact that some of these women will weaponize kids, family, and everyone else against you. This does happen. It's less likely to happen with most women. But when you do find a woman that tries to use this tactic, please understand, don't go any further with her in a relationship. Leave it there. Move on. Don't try to win that battle. It's not worth it. We'll talk more on tomorrow. I would like to personally thank you for listening to Romantic Truth. You may follow us on Facebook.com backslash Romantic Truth. You may ask your friends to subscribe to Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth. Or you can leave us a message at Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth backslash message. You may contact us through email at romantictruthpodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, 
you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.